Welcome, Faith Family. Uh, we're here for another panel discussion. We just heard a great sermon today from 1 Samuel 16, all about the spirit departing from Saul and, and coming to uh, David. Uh, it is quite a, a transformational uh, uh, passage, transitional, I probably should say, between da uh, Saul and David. Um, and we just heard a really good gospel-centered expository method of unpacking what otherwise could just seem like an interesting story uh, in the Old Testament. Well, let's start off, uh, uh, Matt, what, Matthew, what, what is, how are you helped by today's sermon? Today was, I told you this as soon as I got off uh, after the service, it's one of those examples of, uh, of a time where um, I didn't pick songs to mm. go along with the sermon whatsoever. There was no coordination between Kyle and I. And it just was so perfect how uh, the title was uh, The Forgotten Son of Bethlehem. And then, you know, our, our worship movements this morning were moving from Eden to Bethlehem to Jerusalem to New Jerusalem. And we spent some time considering the Christmas story and Bethlehem's. I just loved how, uh, how this story, how we brought it, you know, it's December 5th. We, we brought it into... Um, the 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 uh, the spirit of Christmas, I mm -hmm. guess, and uh, that just was so interesting, such an interesting way of of uh, presenting this story because, it, like like he said, it, we could very easily what did he say Stephen Furtick this passage, you know, three three little quips about how God you know wants you to to uh, you know become your best self or something mm -hmm. like that. Um, I just loved how how we can how we can see. That, that string that God, that thread that God is moving from Old Testament yeah. to New Testament and how, how all of that ties together in, in the story of, of redemption. Mm. Yeah, not only was he helping us see how to be faithful to the text and yet point to Christ, he was also, I guess, through just the way the music tied in there, helping to redeem the season even too. That can be either about commercialism or just mere sentimentality mm -hmm. to really think about what does the incarnation of Christ mean for us. So yeah, that, that was, that's a great blessing. Tim, how were you helped by today's sermon? The reminder of God's sovereign hand over mm. our lives when either we're grieving or we don't understand what's happening, uh, to know that he is in control, mm. uh, that's a tremendous help and a, and a, a blessed reminder uh, from the text as it was brought out this morning. Absolutely. Uh, to quote the Spurge, uh, as Kyle likes to say again, I believe he's the one who said, uh, the sovereignty of God is the greatest pillow. Um, to know that... When we're going through difficult times, and we will in this fallen world, that God is sovereign over that can be a great comfort uh, if we let it be. Well, Tim, I'll turn it back to you. Uh, did you learn something new today uh, from this passage that Kyle brought out? The uh, verse in the text that um, Matthew was referring to about in verse 7, where the Lord said unto Samuel not to look upon his countenance or his height or his stature for because I have refused him for the Lord sees not as man sees for man looks on the outward appearance but God looketh on the heart and the understanding that that can be translated with his heart mm. and I thought that that was good and uh, that was a um, and that, I learned from that that was a, a an excellent way to consider that and um, God's evaluation of things are far different than ours. You know, the scripture teaches that our heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who could mm -hmm. know it? It's not that David had a good heart, as Kyle pointed out. Yeah. None of us have a good heart. 
doesn't, God doesn't look at you and go, yeah, you're a good guy. You got a good heart. Mm -hmm. um, but he looks at it with, with his understanding and the way he evaluates things. So that was a, a, something I took away from this. That, that's something that. new that I learned as well. I probably heard that verse, you know, countless yeah. times growing up in a Christian home and Christian school and church. And uh, it just, obviously it's true that God sees our hearts, uh, but that he, he through his perfect uh, sovereign um, omniscient heart sees uh, all things and through his sovereign will um, is, is making those decisions. Matthew, did you learn something new? I, that was the one that I had mm -hmm. in mind too. And that was such a, a profound uh, point that he made. I had never thought that before. Yeah. I think if, you know, if I had to, uh, if I had to write a sermon, I'd, I'd like to think that I would come up with that same, that same thought. Like why, why are we saying that, that God looked at David's heart and saw something in there worth, mm. uh, you know, that's, that's not, uh, proper theology in any other context uh, of the Bible, we always know that that uh, that God chooses whom He will choose, not not because of some sort of indwelt some quality of, of ours. Um, so that was just that was great for me to 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 just kind of sit and and um, you know reflect on. I also thought uh, where, where it talked about the Spirit leaving Saul. There was a moment in the sermon where I just kind of had this this feeling of. Wow, I can't admit. What if, what if that happened to me? What if the spirit left me and I just became, you know, completely uh, uh, crazy the way that Saul um, ended up being as the story unfolds? And then Kyle immediately reminded us that's not how it works post cross, mm -hmm. uh, post resurrection. Post Pentecost, yes, yes. Uh, the the spirit does not does not leave us, and we mm -hmm. don't have that. We don't have to fear that same thing happening to us. So that was a comfort. Yes. Uh, to me, a fear, immediate fear, and then an immediate relief of Amen. that fear, the way Kyle, um, I'm glad he made that point and didn't just leave us uh, wondering whether or not the Spirit was going to leave us too. Like the Apostle Paul, foreseeing some of the objections or challenges. Right. Yeah, Tim? Wasn't that interesting, uh, and I thought of you during this, during the sermon, of how <clears throat> through David's music, the evil spirit or the, uh, what's the ESV Harmful, Harmful spirit. spirit was abated within Saul mm. through the music that he would play on the mm. harp. Um, again, that, that was just, you know, really underscored some of the things you'll be teaching and are mm -hmm. teaching in the uh, class that's coming up. But yeah. that importance that was there and how God, how David was used in that way. But that's evil, that harmful spirit, that evil spirit was from the Lord. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and I thought a lot of times that people are troubled by things today. You know, it started out by Saul, Samuel grieving, and we see uh, Saul headed down this very dark path. Well, all of those are consequences of sin. Mm. And those troubling that happen in people's life, a lot of times in modern psychological help, they won't recognize mm. those things often are a judgment from God. Yeah, mm. It's more like, well, there's... Let's find some other things. Yeah. And we see, in a sense, he kind of alluded to music therapy, although he also touched on, listen, Saul was just trying to treat his symptoms here. <laughs> yes, exactly. He would not go to the cause, which was yeah. his sin, which just goes to show music is powerful, but it's not the cure. Yeah. But 
<laughs> music is so powerful. If we tie that to the truth, it can be an incredible teacher. It can be an mm -hmm. incredible comfort when that, that powerful music is combined with the truth. So we can use it as worship to God. We can comfort our own hearts, which I know is exactly what Matthew is seeking to do here in our music ministry. Absolutely. And then you can see how these classic failures of life, not to cast judgment upon me, people that are involved in moving millions of people musically. Mm -hmm. Oh, they so love the music and that it comes from an evil source, sure. if you will. Mm -hmm. Some even uh, deny the faith. Sure. So many tie-ins with our class this morning that, that uh, mm -hmm. Joe Husson taught. Uh, theology of music. If you're if you're not in a class yet, shameless uh, plug. Yeah, shameless yeah. plug. I'm yeah. teaching it next week. So. <laughs> um, I should also add this, uh, just because it's a funny thing that I thought of. Uh, Kyle texted me uh, yesterday afternoon to let me know he was going to make a joke about the fact that I don't wear skinny jeans when I sing. Don't wear skinny jeans. He made like, please do not wear skinny jeans tomorrow of all days. And so this morning or last night when I was, uh, I, I was putting my clothes out for Sunday and I asked uh, Allison, my wife, I said, what, what's your favorite thing that I wear on Sunday morning? She goes, your jeans and your, and your uh, gray jacket. I was like, that's what I'm wearing because as soon as Kyle makes a, a reference to what I'm wearing, the sec last two songs, everybody's <laughs> going to be like wondering about Oh, that's what he wears. Mm -hmm. so, so I'm glad that, that, that Kyle has enough forethought to, yes. uh, to give me <laughs> Either give that me or a, he, a he would enjoy watching you squirm, yeah. one of yeah, the two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great. Well, hey, final question here. As I was reading this passage this morning in my own devotional time, and then again as I was uh, hearing Kyle preach, especially the second half, you see God moving David and other characters in the story around. Like I felt like, like chess pieces on a chessboard. And, and very few people, like Samuel knew probably the most, uh, humanly speaking, of, of all in this story. And yet he didn't know the full picture. And yet God was just moving, moving the anointed next king into the very palace of the current king. What are some times in your life where you've seen, felt like you were a piece moving on a chessboard or you've seen other people in your life feel like God was moving them around on a, on a chessboard, not always knowing the end result, but just knowing that God was behind it all? Mm -hmm. The, the most recent uh, example of that in my life is with our son, Gabriel. We just adopted him mm -hmm. in, in September. And uh, all of the, the things that had to take place in order for us to, to bring him home, uh, all of the, the things in my life musically that led me to Nashville, that, that met, helped me meet Allison, that moved me to Clarksville, all of these things. And then I think about Gabriel's birth family. And mm. you know they lived in a different state. And there was some tragedy and some hardship in their lives that moved them into Tennessee, which was in the jurisdiction that, uh, that our agency worked in. And all of those things lining up to bring Gabriel into our home and a place where he's going to be taught gospel truth his entire childhood. And that's one of those, it's just mind-boggling to me how many pieces of that puzzle had to come together perfectly in order for him mm. to be where he is. And uh, I'm just so thankful that... that um, that I didn't have the ability to make all of those decisions myself. You know, if I had, uh, if I had had it my way, I'd have come to Nashville and become a famous singer and, mm -hmm. you know, none of that would ever happen. But I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that, that God rerouted yeah. me and rerouted all of these individuals into a place where, yeah. where we find ourselves where we are. And I just, mm. you know, I, I, I love where we are. Great. Praise the Lord. Tim, how have you seen the Lord? I'm sure having all the different things that you've seen in ministry or in many different places, you could, you could probably fill a couple hours. But what are, what are some that stand out to you? Yeah. Uh, it, interesting, Matthew, and I'm not going to really go with this much, but our daughter 
and son adopted two children mm -hmm. and I could see God moving just like you're talking mm -hmm. about in their lives and bringing that there. Uh, let me just use one uh, from a more personal standpoint, I guess it's, I'll just use it. Uh, we, we <clears throat> it was time for us to leave the Philippines and <clears throat> we had been asked to uh, go to New Guinea, to Papua New Guinea, to uh, in the flight program there and uh, with the mission we were with. And uh, it, would go, it was going to involve us uh, separated from our family, our children would have been expected to stay in Manila while we went over to New Guinea, and that was not going to happen. We didn't feel God would have us to do that at all. So uh, we made a decision to come back from the field. And again, God moving the chess pieces like you're saying. We didn't know why that was at that time, other than we're confident that this was what God would have for us. And so we got back, and it became, through a series of things, was asked to help out at a ministry that I was familiar with through the years. It was in West Virginia. Mm. And, and, and through that, which no one knew at the time, the founder and director of that ministry had a cancerous brain tumor. Mm. But we didn't know that. He didn't know it either. And so we transitioned in, and things began to move and was asked then to, to direct that ministry, and then it was found out what he had. But God had placed all those things to move him here to there mm. and around, moving those chess pieces. Um, and it was just evidence this time. In the middle of it, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know when you're on the chess board mm -hmm. what's going on. Sometimes mm -hmm. if you can sit back a little yeah. afterwards, reflect what God has done. It helps you look to the future and trust Him. Yeah. And sometimes we might not even know the moves till we get oh, to the other side of glory. Absolutely. But sometimes we have an idea. Yeah, I could do several. Obviously, many of you know I just got married a few uh, weeks ago, uh, almost a month uh, now. Yes, I could keep track of my anniversary, babe. Um, tomorrow will be our first month anniversary. See? There you go. Um, but yeah, God, God moving in her ministry as a missionary um, and in just uh, uh, the timing of us meeting each other on Facebook through a mutual acquaintance, God was moving chess pieces. Uh, my coming to this church, I had a career back in Indiana, a lot of neat opportunities in the community, and just I had this feeling that I needed to do something different, and it seemed like absolutely insane to go join the army. I had a feeling God had something for me to do ministry-wise. Little did I know he was going to plot me at Fort Campbell, right down the street in my old apartment, and drive by Faith Family, come in. And, and this has been one of the most satisfying things I've ever done is be a lay elder here and come alongside the other elders. So uh, that's the chess pieces. And then all of us who are believers can look back on whatever God, people God used to give us the gospel. Those were chess pieces that were, were uh, going. So all of us can look back. Uh, if we think hard enough about how God has moved uh, behind the scenes uh, in our life for his uh, uh, glory and for our good. And I also just thought about that, his, his point about there, that God uses, delights in using um, uh, people that you wouldn't expect. So like Saul of Tarsus, persecuting Christians, God decides to choose mm -hmm. him. God chooses David here, the runt of the litter in many ways. Um, and it kind of reminds me, because I'm a geek, Kyle's going to give me a hard time for this, but like of Tolkien and the Hobbits. They're these little ordinary people that no one pays any attention to, and yet they are crucial to this grand epic adventure story and, 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 and accomplishing good over evil. That's, that's like for all of us. Now, for those of us who think we're, we're all that and think we're, that we're something special, that helps us realize we're just a small part of the story. But for those of us who are tempted to think we're ordinary and God can't use us, 
God, we are part of an amazing epic, something even bigger than Tolkien. It is God's uh, creation, uh, fall, redemption, and glory. We have something significant to do. Like the great Francis Schaeffer said, there's no little people, no little places. We all have something uh, that we can do to advance Christ's kingdom. So with that, uh, Faith Family, I hope you've been helped by that. Be sure to be reading 1 Samuel chapter 17 and be prepared to hear the story of David and Goliath preached in a way you might not have ever heard it preached before. Thank you for listening to this resource of Faith Family Church. We gather on Sundays at 495 Hugh Hunter Road in Oak Grove, Kentucky, and are a short drive from Fort Campbell and Hopkinsville, Kentucky, as well as Clarksville, Tennessee. For more information, visit our website, myfaithfamilychurch.com.